Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation, with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you very much, and welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. Carol Zerniel is on special assignment today. I'm Ron Aaron. Pinch hitting for Carol is someone you have heard many times on Caregiver SOS On Air. Tina Smith, she's the manager of caregiver programs at WellMed Medical Management, has an MS in social gerontology from Central Missouri State University, and knows a whole lot about growing old in our world today. Nice to see you. Thank you very much. It's always good to be back. Not only have you been a co-host, you've actually been a guest. I have. I've done both. We talked about Memory Matters with you. Yes, yes. That's an exciting new program that we're doing here in San Antonio, providing education and fun for persons with Alzheimer's as well as their caregivers. And that's a partnership with? It's a partnership with the Alzheimer's Association and the University of Texas Health Caring for the Caregiver Program. And Morgan's Wonderland. At Morgan's Wonderland, which is the world's first uh, amusement park for persons with disabilities. That's cool. How's the program going? It's going great. We had a, a program last week. We meet on the um, the second and fourth uh, Friday of the month, and I believe I'm sorry, first and third Friday of the month, and uh, we're getting more and more people coming out. Just the the need for education, but also the need for fun when someone's uh, having to live with the diagnosis of Alzheimer's or caring for somebody with dementia. A lot of times, fun is not a word that you associate with it. So we're trying to bring a little bit of that back into into their lives. And the beauty of that program, you bring the care recipient with you. Yes. yes. So it's not just the caregivers. They, exactly. They come, and the, and the person living with dementia goes to a class. And while they're doing that, their loved one can learn a little bit more about Alzheimer's, about communication. And then they come back together for fun activity, and then they're free to wander the park afterwards on their own. And it's a park that's perfectly sl- safe for yes. people of all abilities. Absolutely. The, everything is wheelchair accessible and it's just it's a lot of fun that's pretty cool it is it's pretty awesome now when you see the caregivers come out it reminds me of what we're going to be talking about now with our very special guest who is who has coined the term caregiver warrior suzanne white is co-founder of that organization and she's going to join us now on our caregiver sos on air hotline suzanne thanks for coming on oh thank you for having me i greatly appreciate the time Well, I pulled a quote out of uh, some of the material that we were sent about you that I just love. You say, caregiving is not for the faint of heart, but you probably know that already. If I knew then what I know now, I would have served myself and those around me with, saved myself and those around me from exhaustion, panic, anxiety, and heartache. Boy, is that true. So what do you know now that you didn't know then? (laughs) A whole bunch, that's for sure. Now, you've done a lot of Um, caregiving, right? I have indeed. I took care of both of my uh, parents and then another family member. Um, so yes, I have learned quite a bit about how to survive that journey, that intense, wonderful journey. Now you say wonderful. Uh, last week we talked with Dr. Barry Jacobs about finding the positive in caregiving. Uh, not everybody sees it as wonderful. Well, you know, it's difficult because it's, as you know, and as all those caregiver warriors out there, you know, you're, you're, you're going to battle. That's why I say caregivers are warriors, you know, because it's, a, it's an extremely big, intense journey. And um, it can be exhausting and it can bring you to your knees. However, it can also bring extraordinary healing. Um, and when you serve people that you care about, 
and you feel that you're making them safe and warm and, and as happy as they can be, it's extremely rewarding. Now, you share with the public uh, how you became a caregiver for your parents, and it's uh, something that uh, I guess happens too often in too many families. Uh, suddenly, your dad, feeling exhausted on the flight, you get involved, you try to help him, and you discover that he and your mom have been covering up her dementia for quite some time. Yes, indeed. You know, my dad was a World War II hero, a bombardier pilot. So he, um, you know, he wasn't easily phased, and um, my mom was a very strong, proud um, lady. And, you know, they did hide my mom's symptoms, and I think part of it was a little bit of unconscious denial, and I think part of it was pride, and I think that they had lived very rich lives taking care of themselves and being independent. It's very difficult to start to face that and let that go. So, yeah, it was a li- I mean, you know, it was a, it was a surprise to us um, because we were completely unaware of how exhausted my dad was and how bad my mom was. So what did you do? Um, I jumped in um, completely ready to do battle like a superwoman, thinking I could fix everything. And? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Because you talk about how I forgave my old mom to take care of my new mom. You and your mom, although you loved her, didn't get along real well. No, we didn't. We we and you know what's funny now is that what's one of the gifts of caregiving is is that I now know how much like her I am. <laughs> so um, that helped me understand that. Yeah, we did not get along. I mean, uh, like I said, we had great love for each other, but we just banged heads constantly. We had a very snarky, sarcastic, um, kind of negative energy relationship. It was tough, and she was not happy having me help her. She did not want my help. So what kind of, I mean, unfortunately, this probably isn't too uncommon. I know probably many caregivers face that. So how do you, how did you, based on your, you know, your past history with your mom, how did you step in and kind of pull up your bootstraps and say, okay, I'm in this for the long haul? Well, you know, it was, it was an easy, um, but I knew something had to change. You know, I mean, you, you know, I was dreading every moment of it, and I was, and I was scared. I was that six-year-old little girl who was being screamed at again, you know, and that wasn't helping anybody. So I had to really look at myself, because I knew she couldn't change. Of course, she had, you know, the beginnings of dementia, and, and she was not going to change anyway. She was in her 80s. So I had to, I had to find something, and I had to look at myself. So I had to figure out a way that I could change. What was I doing? How could I help myself help her? And, you know, it wasn't overnight, but, I mean, I had to really look at how I reacted to her and why I reacted to her. That's very adult. Tough. It didn't feel so at the time, but it did end up working that way. You know, I mean... You have to understand that a lot of, I'm sure a lot of caregivers feel this way. Your back is up against the wall. I mean, you, 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 if we're, you were born, I believe people are born caregivers. And when you step up, you know, there's no quitting. You don't hear a caregiver like, well, not often. You don't hear them throw on the talent. You're there for the long haul. So you really want to make this journey work and you really want to help someone. So if it's not going well and, and you're suffering and you're exhausted and you're frustrated and you're angry, it's not helping anybody, including yourself. So, you know, you don't have a choice. I believe you don't have a choice in that you have to change. I do believe you do have a choice in making a commitment to trying to make that change. 
And how was your dad through all this? Because obviously he'd reached a point where he needed some help, too. Yeah, well, my, you know, my dad was a completely different personality, which is why they loved each other so much, I think. My dad was very, you know, easygoing, oh, don't worry about it, everything's fine, you know, and, and very stoic. You know, he didn't talk about his war stuff until, you know, almost before he passed away. So he just kind of went with the flow with everything, which, um, you know, was um, a little difficult only because, you know, he would just sort of let her rule the roost a little bit. Um, but he was also very kind and generous. And immediately he said to me when I said, Dad, Pop, do you want me to help? He said yes. He said yes so fast it scared me. We're going to talk more with Suzanne White, our special guest on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Tina Smith filling in for Carol Zernio. Today you're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. And Suzanne, uh, what did you learn about yourself when you went through this caregiving process? I learned that I had to not only forgive my mom, but I had to forgive myself. That the past was gone. Um, I had to let go of it. I had to let go of all my old ways of surviving it. And I had to move forward. And I had to stay in my present and accept my mom for who she was. You mentioned some very strong emotions, the anger and the frustration and the guilt, and these are actually very common among a lot of caregivers. How do you face that? Because a lot of caregivers probably don't even want to even admit that they have those feelings that just brings on more guilt. So how do you, how do you face those feelings? Like I said, they're very common and they're very human uh, reactions. So, but how do, you, how do you overcome those? Well, you know, I always say you have to take your emotional temperature. You know, you, you really have to work on self-awareness. I think so often we're so focused on the people that we're caring for, we just completely forget about ourselves. You know, and you really have to think about, you know, how I feel, what am I doing, am I upset, how does my physical body feel, and just start to slowly but surely say, hey, what am I feeling and what can I do about it? You know, there's there's a word halt and I, um, that I use, it's uh H-A-L-T, a hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If you are any four of those things, you have to stop, you have to halt, and you have to see what you can do. If you're hungry, eat something. If you're angry, talk to someone or deal with that. If you're lonely, pick up the phone. And if you're tired, take a rest. I mean, we really have to be self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard for a lot of caregivers because they don't. There's they. I guess the focus is so much on the person they're caring for. It's hard to imagine uh, being able to take that step back and look at themselves and take themselves into consideration. It is really hard, and I think it's important to surround yourself with people who help you and support you. You know, and can and can say to you, "You're tired," or you know, "Let me let me." You seem to be tired, or you or can do you want to talk about something? You know, it's. Um, a mental, it's a, mentally, you really have to do everything you can for yourself to take care of someone else. Because, it's, you know, it's caregiver burnout, as you know, is a really real issue. I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the journaling you have done, the blogs that you have written, uh, how you've taken once your parents passed away, your knowledge and information to reach out to help others. And we'll talk about that right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Tina Smith is filling in for Carol Zerniel, who is on special assignment today, and we will talk more in just a moment with Suzanne White. 
we are excited to bring you the all-new WellMed Radio. Our goal is to help make listeners healthier by focusing on health and wellness for adults everywhere. The new WellMed Radio features Dr. Joshua Beck, an outstanding family physician and attorney and veteran broadcaster, Ron Aaron. Ooh, that's me. Each week, we will focus on health prevention and wellness that's critical to the quality of life. The all-new WellMed Radio. And remember, WellMed Radio, Saturday at 7 a.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Well, we are so pleased you are with us here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Tina Smith is filling in for Carol Zerniel today, and Tina runs the Caregiver Program's for WellMed Medical Management. And before we jump back to our guest, Suzanne White, who is with us on the Caregiver SOS On Air Hotline, talk a little bit about the Caregiver Teleconnection, which we've mentioned from time to time. Yeah, one of the important things for caregivers is to learn, is to, to hear uh, hear from other caregivers, learn about different topics. And so our teleconnection program, about five to six times a month, we offer different uh, learning sessions that are done over the phone. So the caregiver can call in from anywhere. It's a nationwide program. And they don't have to leave their loved one. They can do it from the comfort of their own home. They hear from an expert. They can ask questions as well as hear from other caregivers. And it's free. It's absolutely free. Where do you go to register? You can register. You can give us a call at 866 three nine zero six four nine one. That number again is eight six six three nine zero six four nine one. Or you can go to our website, caregivertelconnections.org, and you can register there. And you can also find recorded sessions there as well. Oh, that's well. cool. Mm-hmm. So you've archived the past calls. Absolutely, because we know not everyone can make it to the sessions. No, of course. Well, Suzanne White is with us on our Caregiver SOS on our hotline, founder of Caregiver Warrior, which she became and is. And I want to talk a little bit about what you carried forward, Suzanne, once your folks passed, and uh, you've got all this knowledge, all, all this experience. How did you decide to try to help others? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I um, made sure I had a lot of caregivers around me when I was actively a caregiver, and I kept hearing everybody say to me, no one told me about this. <laughs> you know, that nothing prepared me for this. Wow, they don't tell you this. And I thought to myself, you know what? I I am going to try to do something to help other caregivers to prepare them a little bit um, to deal with this journey. And if there's anything I've learned or any tip that works, I'd love to share it because I, I want to make it easier for people. Uh, you know, there's not there's no manual really, and of course everybody's different. But I really wanted to see if I could share my experience, strength, and hope so that I could help somebody else's journey. And what are the, some of the things that? Uh you learn early on that knowing now, as you say, if I knew now what I knew then, or if I knew then what I know now, I'll get it. Uh, it would have been a lot easier. Well, what are some of those things? Well, the, the first thing for me personally was that I can do it alone. <laughs> you know, I mean, I put my Wonder Woman tape on, and and um, I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I needed anybody's help, which is completely wrong. And uh, not not okay. That so not only did I learn that, but I also learned that if I do need help, it doesn't make me a bad caregiver or a bad person. I you know I don't have to worry about failing. You don't fail when you reach out. You're taking care of yourself. Um, I learned that sometimes when you have history with the people that you love, it makes it more difficult to care for them, and you have to really address those issues, and you have to see if there's any way you can change your relationship so that you're more compassionate. I learned to be compassionate, 
I learned to be empathetic. I learned to try to put myself in their shoes. And I learned that I have to take care of myself. That if I got sick, who's going to take care of them? And stress is a sickness. I mean, you can get really sick from being stressed. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you, you learned a lot there. You've got a lot of really very important lessons. And so what advice, where would you tell a caregiver to start? When, you know, you've got somebody that comes to you and just says, I'm spent, I'm done. I don't know that I can do this anymore. Where do you start with them? What's the first piece of advice you would give them? Well, the first piece of advice I'd give them is just thank you for reaching out because you just, you just started. You know what I mean? By talking to me and reaching out and, and reaching out to your team or people who understand is extremely important and stay connected and get a team and take a break. You know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, halt, stop, take care of yourself. And I just remind them that, you know, it's an honor to serve those we we love and take care of them. And with that honor, you have to honor yourself. You have to realize that you're an angel walking on this earth. And you have to take care of yourself, and you're not alone. We all go through this. We all feel it. And there are people there who want to help you. When you began caring for your mom uh, with early symptoms of dementia, you watched as her symptoms increased. What was that like for you? You know, it was extremely heartbreaking. I mean, um, extremely heartbreaking. It's so, so difficult actually watching her decline really helped me forgive her. I had a, an amazing moment where I kind of came around the corner. I had a big calendar on the refrigerator, which was a great tool, and I had dates and, and things in there for the dates and appointments. And I came around the corner. She didn't know I was there, and she was standing in front of it, pointing at it. You know, and I could still get choked up, and, you know, with this look on her face of, absolute confusion she had no idea she couldn't make the connection and i just saw this suffering proud woman that i knew just you know so scared and upset and and everything i ever felt about her any any i mean my anger just flew it just it just it just lifted because i just thought if this were a stranger i would be so kind and gentle with a stranger and my mom is becoming a stranger, and she's losing so much. And how dare I hold on to my resentment and anger? Now, what was your sister's relationship with her before? You know, my sister and I are both very close. And she, my sister, <laughs> I'm a very kind of intense personality. I would never have known that. Not- I <laughs> see, and I'm just like my mom, you see? <laughs> my sister's much more like my dad, you know, very easy, breezy, easy going. God bless them, you <laughs> know? So she was, she, my mom didn't, I mean, we had battles with my mom because my mom was an easy. I think my mom had a lot of anxiety that was undiagnosed. Um, but she, it didn't affect her as much as it affected me. So, you know, you bring up an interesting point with family dynamics. Everybody handles things differently. And so, again, just looking for tips, how do you how do you help caregivers who do have other family members who may have different views, different thoughts, different ideas on how things may go? Some may be agreeing, some may not. How do you embrace that, and how do you gather everybody to, to help? You know, I love that word, embrace that, because that's, that's you just turned it, you just put a key in a lock and, and, turn, and, and, turned, and turned it, unlocked it. Um, I think to embrace, because, you know, there's always, I was very lucky, I was very blessed, but I've heard so many people have problems, you know, especially when caregivers 
are doing a lot of it themselves, and then siblings kind of come in on the holidays. You know, it can be kind of snarky. Um, I think communication is really important. I think, and, and sometimes it's difficult, but I think the more people feel like they're on the same page and they're not kept out of things, I think they can relax a little bit, um, you know, with the, with the main caregiver and not try to boss them around so much. You know, you know what I mean? Um, I think I think, I think communication is a really big key. I'll give you an example of how that was handled in my family. Uh, my folks lived in Cleveland where I grew up. I'm now in San Antonio. And my brother still lived in that area. And as they began to decline, my dad developed uh, dementia. My mom was uh, mentally fine but getting weaker physically. He was providing the care and, and oversight for them. And I remember calling him one day and, and just out of nowhere saying, hey, you know, hey, Jim, I, I just thought about something you might do with, your, with mom. And before I finished the sentence, he said, I think that's great. They'll be on a flight to San Antonio later this afternoon, and you can take over. Thank you very much. That was the last time I ever offered a suggestion. Yeah, see, and that's, and you know, and sadly, and I don't mean to laugh because I'm sorry. And I know how. Oh, no, it worked out great. <laughs> I just, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. And I think it's up to the caregiver. You know, I think the, the responsibility of the caregiver is to be, to communicate. Right. You know, I mean, you know, so that, so that you wouldn't, so that you would feel a more, you would feel easier about saying something. You would be talking to him more often. He could say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think about it?" You know, that was wouldn't that you know what I mean? It's kind of easier when everybody's sort of not defensive, not aggressive, and they're all on the same page. Don't you think? I and mean, I think communication. Oh yeah, that would have been great. Is really important. That would have been perfect. But it didn't work that way, and that's okay. I mean, I'm sorry. No, yeah. well, he had his style, and it worked out. Uh, uh, right. But it was just one of those moments where, from his viewpoint, he handled it perfectly, and I never said another word. Yeah, and you know what? I think that that's wonderful that you were able to embrace that. You know, you sort of said, "Oops, okay," and that's kind of a loving thing to do is to accept him as he was. Um, so I give you a lot of credit for that because it's hard. It's hard to watch. How tough is it to be a caregiver? You talk about caregiver warriors. How tough is it, both physically and psychologically? I think it's probably the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I think it's the probably the toughest thing a lot of people have ever done in their lives. I think it calls on parts of you that you didn't know you even had. I mean, wonderful parts of you, strong parts of you, um, power, strength, commitment. Um, but I think it's, you know, probably up there with one of the most stressful and challenging things you can ever do in your life. It's the best thing I ever did in my life. It's probably the hardest. You know, what's interesting, Tina, caregivers don't get that recognition. Oh, often no. No, no. There's, you know, one, they're so busy in the day-to-day, but since oftentimes they never say anything, no one ever says anything back to them. It's just kind of what people do. It's kind of, you know, I'm the daughter, I'm supposed to do this, that's my husband, for better or for worse. That was my mother. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We suggested perhaps she get help. We suggested at one point that maybe dad and she would be better off if he was in a memory unit, and she said, not going to happen. You know, that vow I believe in, in, you know, for better and or worse, and in sickness and in health. Does she believe that? Yeah, a lot of people do. And a yep. lot of people do. Absolutely. 
So for the, and, you know, I think that's why this work is so important. I think that every that, that all of us that do this work, the care for caregivers, is so important. I call it the silent epidemic. I think caregiving is a fi- silent epidemic. I think that caregivers don't speak up. You know what I mean? And I think that the more we educate them and the more we say to them, hey, this is really big. You need help. With this thing, You know, take care of yourself. I think we really need to get the message out. But we also know that, that there are literally millions of caregivers now, and down the road with the baby boomer folks aging out, there won't be enough caregivers. Who's going to provide that care? Right. Well, you know, and there's young caregivers. I mean, that's, that's the population that, that completely freaks me out. There's 13-year-olds taking care of their parents. Yes. And have no choice. You know what I mean? I mean, that, there's a whole population of them, and we don't take care of them as well in this country as they do in other countries. So, um, you know, I, I think I think we have to, it's a movement, we have to, it's, it's a mission for me, and I think it's a movement, we have to address the silent epidemic of caregiving and caregivers and and give them tools and, and educate people, the people around them and them. i got to stop you right here. Your, your website is caregiverwarriors.com. Suzanne White, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you so much, and thank you for the work you guys do. Oh, you take care. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Tina Smith, who is filling in for Carol Zernil and Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org.